Good morning, church. Welcome to Hills at Home. It's so great to have you online with us. And if you're visiting us online for the first time, welcome. Um, it's great to have you online with us as well. I miss our family. I miss coming together. Uh, but I pray that we are uh, together, hopefully, level one next week. Um, so make sure you keep praying, just keep believing that um, hopefully it does happen. Um, but being church online is better off um, than not having church at all. And so I pray you're blessed by the worship. And um, today we're going to be going into the Word. And we're also studying our new series today. The series that um, we've called this is um, called Not What It Seems. Not What It Seems. And I pray throughout the series that you'll be blessed. Um, and if you have um, make any posts, make sure you tag us in your post or stories. And even use the hashtag NWIS, which stands for Not What It Seems. Um, but, but today, um, I'll be talking about um, something specific, and the word or the title of my message is called Be Dissatisfied. Yes, you heard this right. It's Be Dissatisfied, but it's not what it seems. So just follow me throughout this um, today and, uh, as I have um, this few moments with us. Um, but what do you think of when you hear these words, Be Dissatisfied? When you hear these words, be dissatisfied, what do you think of? You might be thinking of a certain event, a certain time in your life. You may be thinking, what are you talking about? You may be thinking, oh, you false preacher. Or you may be thinking, I don't know what you mean because I'm content. But it's not what it seems. So for us to understand what it means to be dissatisfied, we need to understand what it means to be satisfied. So the meaning of satisfied means pleased or content with what has been experienced or received. Pleased or content with what has been experienced or received. So dissatisfied is expressing or showing lack of satisfaction. So not pleased and not content. Are you following me this morning? Writing notes? Amazing. So the question I want to ask us this morning, and I want, I want you to think about it, is this. Have you been pleased with everything you received and experienced in life and family and whatever capacity or thoughts you, you may have? Have you been pleased with everything you received and everything you received, um, um, everything you received and everything you've experienced? I probably can answer this for you and I, and I could positively say no. I think there's been times in our lives that we've been dissatisfied with things that we've experienced and things that we've received. And I would say, no, we haven't been pleased with everything. But I've come to this truth along my journey with Christ that I pray that speaks to you. And as we unfold the scriptures of be dissatisfied. And so this truth um, I, I've been living by, and it's this. In order for you to get to a place of newness, we must be dissatisfied with what you currently have so that you can let go of it and move forward to what lies ahead of you. Let me say this again. In order for you to get to a place of newness, you must be dissatisfied with what you currently have so that you can let go of it and move forward to what lies ahead. See, too often, whether we notice it or not, like you watching right now and me, whether we notice or not, we become satisfied with th how things are. Satisfied, yeah, cool. This is how things are. 
We become satisfied with where we're at. Oh, this is where I'm at. That's it. Satisfied with living just a nine-to-five job. Satisfied with a YOLO lifestyle. And YOLO for the older generation and younger generation who don't know what YOLO means, it means you only live once. You only live once. Lifestyle meaning you just live recklessly. Satisfied with the attitude that this is my life, that's all it has for me. Or satisfied, this is what I know God as, and that's enough for me. But not realizing, we neglect what God has in store for us next. We stay within this bubble. I'm like, I'm satisfied with how things are. I'm just satisfied with my 9 to 5 job. I'm satisfied with this yellow lifestyle. I'm satisfied that this is just my life, and that's it. Nothing more, nothing less. That's it. But we actually neglect with what God has in store for us next. Which comes to this. We cannot move into something new if we're carrying something old. We cannot move into something new if we're carrying something old. We cannot obtain the newness that God has for us. The next thing or the next plans or the next promises that God wants us to obtain next, if we're continually holding on to the past, holding on to what was, holding, oh, that's how it always been. If we keep holding on to that, we could never obtain what's ahead of us. We cannot move into something new if we're carrying on something old. And I'm not saying if you're not satisfied with something in life, just automatically be dissatisfied and move on to the next thing. I'm not saying be dissatisfied, oh, because you're dissatisfied, move on to the next thing. You're not happy about that, move to the next thing. I'm not saying that because everything has its season. Everything serves its purpose. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1, it says to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. Everything has its season. Your mountaintops has its season and its reason. Your valleys is a season and it has its reasons. So everything that we go through has its reasons. So don't, don't fool yourself and say, oh, because I'm dissatisfied, I'm going to go move to the next thing to satisfy me. I'm not saying that because everything serves its purpose and you just got to understand the season that you're in. But I want to keep unfolding this, what it means to be dissatisfied. And um, just follow me on this. There's a story in the gospel of Luke chapter 15, verse 11 to 20, about a young man who became dissatisfied. And we're going to start from verse 11 in the New King James Version, so you can follow on screen or follow in your Bible. And it says this, Then he said, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to the father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. And not too many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. Protocol living is basically reckless living. His wealth, he recklessly gave out his wealth. But when he had spent it all, there arose a severe famine in the land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into the fields to feed swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, how many, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and spare? And I perish with hunger. This is his self-talk, the young man. I will rise and go to my father. And I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like your hired servants. 
And he arose and came to his father. And he was still a great far off. His father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. See, I love the story about the prodigal son, the love of the father towards his son, even though he abandoned everything of the father, the father still embraced him. I love this story, but I'm not, I'm not talking about the love of the Father in, in a sense, but I want to be talking about this one specific side of the Scripture where he starts eating the foods of the pig. And it says, but when he came to himself. In other versions, it says, when he came to his senses. Here's a story of a young man being dissatisfied, with the right thing, which has been under the care of his father. This is not the older son. This is the younger son. This is the younger son who left the father, took all his possessions to spend it recklessly. He was dissatisfied with the right thing, which has been under the care of his father, and satisfied with the wrong thing, which is spending all his inheritance recklessly. That the very thing that he thought that would satisfy him. So he was dissatisfied with how he was living with his dad as the younger son. He had servants. He had everything that he could ever ask for. And he became dissatisfied with that. And he thought living in the world, spending all his possessions, would satisfy him. But it actually brought him to a place where he fed swine and even ate the swine's food. That the very thing he thought would satisfy him actually brought him to a place of rock bottom. And I thought about the story. And I thought, don't we do the same? Don't we do the same? Dissatisfied with the right things, but satisfied with the wrong things. Dissatisfied with the right things, but satisfied with the wrong things. And so what do I mean? Thank you for asking. I see you. I saw your lips moving. What do I mean? We know we should be spending time with Jesus, putting a, 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 a deeper relationship with him, but we want to be on Netflix. We want to go to the movies. We want to hang out with our friends. We've been stuck at home in level three and four. And so I just want to have fun and just do all this other stuff. But we have no time to spend with Jesus. Not realizing at the moment Netflix satisfies us temporarily. Not noticing that, that, that the movies satisfy us a moment. Hanging out with friends satisfies us for a moment. And so we start neglecting the right things that we should be doing that actually should satisfy us. We become satisfied for temporary things that gives us a quick fix and dissatisfied with eternal things. Let me say that one more time. We become satisfied with temporary things that gives us a quick fix, but we become dissatisfied with eternal things. So this morning, it's not, this word is not about telling you things to say, oh, pastor, that was a good word. The this, this sermon today is not about giving you a one, two, three step solution, but I believe today this is about a self-check-in, a self-evaluation. We have so many things trying to grab our attention and it has been grabbing the church's attention. And I think we need to step back and self-evaluate and have a self-check-in. 
because we're being satisfied for the wrong things and being dissatisfied with the right things. And so I've got five questions to ask us this morning before I continue. A self-check-in, if you want to put it that way. The first question is this. How's your relationship with Jesus? It's time to be honest. You're at home or with your connect group or with your family. I want you to really think about it with all your heart. How is your relationship with Jesus? How's your relationship with Jesus? Which comes to my second question. How long have you been there? What? What do you mean? What do you mean, how long have I been there? I mean like this. I'll give you an example. Um, We don't know Jesus, okay? And we get saved. In the moment that we get saved, we understand him to be our saviour. He lifted off a heavy weight. I feel love and compassion like never before. And he just becomes my saviour. It's cool. Amazing. But is there more to God than being your saviour? We know from the word of God, yes, there's more to God than being your saviour. And too often I see the church, the body of Christ, Christians, staying in one facet of God and thinking that is enough. That is enough to sustain them. That is enough to like live life and that's it. Maybe it is. But then we neglect and miss out on the next thing that God has for us. We actually miss out on the promises that God has ahead of us because we want to stay in this place and not move from it. How long have you been there? The third question is, are you satisfied with where you're at? See, I go through seasons in my relationship with God, and I'm okay. But then I come to a point where I become lazy, and I just stay satisfied with what I have, and I stay in that bubble. And I and I don't realize that, man, God actually wants me to go deeper. But I just stay in that little bubble, and I start becoming reckless in the way I live life. I stop praying, stop reading the word, stop spending time with Jesus. And then I become satisfied in that place of not spending time with Jesus. And then it hits me either from my, it's my son or my wife or something in life. And then I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm satisfied where I'm at, but I'm not supposed to be here. So the question I want to ask us this morning, are you satisfied with where you are at? Really check in. Where are you? The fourth question. Are you willing to grab hold of what God has ahead of you and let go of what was? Let go of what was. So are you willing to grab hold of it? Are you willing to grab hold of the promises and the things God has next for you? But it does mean that you have to let go of some things so that you can obtain what's ahead of you. And the final question I want to ask us is that are you willing to be dissatisfied with all the things that are trying to get your attention? Are you willing? No one else can make the decision for you. No pastor, no priest, no elder, no leader, no church can ever force you to do it. You have to be willing to be dissatisfied with all the things that are trying to get your attention 
and then fix your eyes on Jesus. You have to come to that place of willingness to be dissatisfied. Because the truth is this, nothing will ever satisfy you other than Jesus himself. Nothing in this world could ever satisfy you and I. The only person who can is Jesus Christ. He's the one who satisfies. I love the story in John chapter 4 where God has this conversation with a Samaritan woman. And the Samaritan woman's offering Jesus a drink of water. And Jesus like, has a conversation with her and he says, The water you drink. You'll thirst again. But the living water I give you, you'll thirst no longer. You will always be satisfied because I am the living water, not me. Jesus is the living water, not a church. Jesus is. Nothing will satisfy you other than Jesus. And that is the truth. See, I like the, um, you know how we use the scriptures and we say, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. I believe that wholeheartedly. I believe that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But for you and I, he is the same, but he's also something new to us each day. Let me say that again. For you and I, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes. But he also should be something new to us each day. He remains the same but to us, he becomes new because there's always a new side of God that we've never experienced or never have known because he remains the same, but to us, he becomes new. And too often, we live in this, in this bubble of like, he's the same yesterday, today, forever, but we actually stay with one facet of God and we actually don't step out of that facet or out of that, that knowing of who God is like, him being Savior, and never step into Him being Lord. We stay in Lordship, but we never step into Him being King. We probably stay in Kingship, but we never step into Him being Father. See, too often, we use the scripture of Jesus is the same yesterday, today, forever. He is. But to you and I, He should also be something new. He remains the same, but us knowing Him becomes more in-depth or more deeper, and we know him in a new way and the same way. There are new facets of God for us to experience and know. And my encouragement for each and every one of us, if you've been in this place for the last 15 years, if you've been in the same place for so long, and you're like, man, is there more for me and that God has in store for me. Yes, but you have to come to a place where you are dissatisfied so that you can let go and obtain what's ahead of you. See, God never said, come as you are, stay as you are. I've heard this um, saying in church all my life. And they always say, come as you are, come as you are. Come as you are, come as you are. And yes, come as you are, but you'll never remain as you are. Yes, come as you are, but you will never remain as you are. We may have been satisfied with the way we live, the way we talk, the way we did things, but we need to come to a place that we become dissatisfied with how things were and want what God has for us because it's something far greater than we could ever imagine, ever could imagine. 
ever. See, the thing is, God never leaves us the same. There's always this progressive transformation that takes place when we meet with Jesus. I love it in 2 Corinthians 3.18. I want to use the Amplified Version because the Amplified Version, I just love the way the Amplified Version um, wrote the scripture. And it says this, And we all, with unveiled face, continually seeing as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are progressively being transformed. So we all are being progressively transformed into his image from one degree of glory to even more glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. In other words, God's starting point for you and I is glory. Let that sink in. Let the truth of the word sink in. God's starting point for you and I is glory. But then he doesn't take us to one type of glory or one degree of glory. He takes us to an even more degree of glory. God's starting point for you who is watching right now, who may have had a stuffed up background, who may have done many mistakes, who may have, um, have like did things that you never want to speak of because you're so um, fucking about it and ashamed about it. God doesn't start you from that point. God starts you from glory. God doesn't start you from your past. God starts you from glory. God doesn't start you from your mistakes. God starts you from glory. But he doesn't want you to keep you at one degree of glory because he wants to take you to a new degree of glory. And then from that degree of glory, he takes you to a new degree of glory. And then from that degree of glory, he wants to take you there to the next degree of glory. We must not be people who are just satisfied with the bare minimum. Yes, oh man, God took me from, from, my, from my slum. God took me from my past. God took me from my sin. And he brought me to glory. But too often, I see people stay at that glory. God wants to take you to even more degree of glory. But we become so satisfied with just that, that that's all we live by. We live by that bare minimum. Bare minimum, but there is more for you and I. There is more for me. There is more for you watching. There is more for your neighbor. There is more for your spouse. There is more for your children. There is more for your community. There is more for your churches. There is more. Yes, be content with what you have. Yes, be content in the season that you're in. But the thing is, family and friends, God didn't take you there to leave you there. <laughs> Come on. Let me say that again. God didn't take you there to leave you there. So the first degree of glory that God takes you from, he didn't take you there to leave you there. He took you there so that you can grow, that you can find out your worth, that you get to know him and have a deeper relationship with him. But then he wants to take you there to take you to the next degree of glory because he doesn't take you to a place to leave you there. He takes you to a place to take you to the next place to take you to the next place. We are not done until we leave this earth. So don't think you're too old. Don't think you're too young. Don't think you're too stupid. Don't think you're too, too smart because you know what? God can use all our flaws. God can use all, all our, our good stuff, our bad stuff to bring himself glory 
So don't get too stuck with being just satisfied with what you have. Don't be too stuck with being satisfied with the bare minimum because God has more for you. Because God didn't take you there to leave you there. The valley you may be in right now, God didn't take you there to leave you there. The situation that we're going through as a country and as a nation and the nations of the world, this COVID pandemic thing, God didn't take us through this season that we're in just to leave us in the season. He's actually got more promises for us at the end of this COVID pandemic. He's got more promises for us after this level two or level four, or level three lockdown, whatever lockdown you're in, he's got more for us at the end of it. God didn't cause this, but he'll walk us through it. And because he's walking us through it, he's not going to leave us here. He's actually going to take us to even more glory. There's more glory for you to be taken to. So don't be satisfied just with the bare minimum. Don't be just satisfied to the, for the nine-five job. Don't be just satisfied with the things of just like, oh, this is my life. That's all it's going to be. My, my mom was like that. My dad was like that. All my family was like that. And that's it. No, that's the bare minimum. Because God doesn't start from your past. He starts from glory. But then he wants to take you to even more glory. And then he wants to take you to even more glory. And in that truth, I pray that inspires you today, that there is more for you than you could ever imagine. Don't be stuck in one season and be satisfied with that. God has more for you. I love it in Ephesians 3.20. It says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask and think, according to the power that works in us, to him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask and think. You think the place that you're in is great? God has a greater place to get to you next. God has something more for you. You're more than just a stay-at-home parent, mom or dad, grandparent. You're more than a a school student. You're more than a pastor. You're more than a worker in your work. You're more than a builder. You're more than a sparky. You're more than a mechanic. God actually has more for you than you could ever imagine. Abundantly and exceedingly more than you could ask or think. Dare to dream, the biggest dream that you could ever have. God thinks more of you than that. Come on. Because God starts from glory and he takes you to the next glory. Because God didn't take you there to leave you there. He takes you to a place so that you can grow, that you can mature, but also prepare for the next season. Don't be so caught up and stay in the season that you're in and be satisfied with just that. Be dissatisfied so that you can move into the next season. Yes, be content with what you have, yes, be content with the season that you're in. But when that season's finished, don't just stay in that place. Sometimes we just got to be dissatisfied when we reach the end of our season and say, I love this season, it's amazing, it's, it's, it's fed me, it's done great to me, but I know that God has more for me. So to enter into a new place where God has called you to or wants you to obtain, 
We must come to a place to be dissatisfied so that we can let go of what was and obtain what's ahead of us. Because being dissatisfied is not what it seems. And I want to leave us with this question today. What have you been satisfied with that you need to let go so that you can move forward with what God has for you? Let me ask that question one more time. What have you been satisfied with that you need to let go so that you can move forward with what God has for you? See, this question right now is not just for our Hills family. It's for every person that's watching. Whether you believe in Jesus or not, this question's for you. Maybe you've been dissatisfied with just, this is life, there's nothing more for me. And you just, you've just lived with the bare minimum. Maybe just satisfied with the bare minimum. But I want to encourage you, friend. Jesus Christ died on the cross for you so that you don't have to start from your mistakes, that you don't have to start from all the sin or all the bad things you may have done, thought, or said. But he starts from glory. He took your sin so that you could live free, but not free to stay in one place, but free to go from glory to glory to glory. And so I want to pray with us this morning. Why don't we close our eyes in this moment, really examine our hearts, have a self-check-in. What have you been satisfied with that you need to let go so that you can move forward with what God has for you? Let's pray. Father, I thank you for each person that is online right now, that God, that I just declare that Holy Spirit, you reveal the things that have been satisfying us that are the wrong things so that we could be satisfied with you. And so, Father, I just declare right now that you reveal those things that, that, need to, that we need to let go so that we could obtain the things that you have ahead of us. Father, we commit our lives and everything we are to you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Awesome. I'm just going to do another prayer. And this prayer is for any person that doesn't know Christ and have been touched by the word this morning saying, yeah, I want this Jesus. Or you've walked away from Christ and you want to receive him again. Man, we're going to pray with you this morning. So all our Hills family, can you repeat after me and even you online? And if that's you, just put on the chat, that's me, so that our team can look out for you so we can send some packs out um, to your homes this week. Because it's not about doing life alone. It's about doing life with a community. And so we're here for you. So let's pray together and let's repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I thank you for this day. Today, I give my life to you. I surrender all that I am to you. No longer will the things of this world satisfy me. I long to have a relationship with you, Jesus. I acknowledge that you died and rose again for me. I give you my heart. I give you my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Come on, family, let's give them a round of applause and let's welcome them into the family of God. The decision that you made is amazing. Let me tell you this. All of heaven is rejoicing with you this morning. They are having a party because you're like, oh, God, I give my life to you. So, man, we want to congratulate you. So if that was you and you did the prayer with us this morning, 
type that's me so that we can send a pack to you. So that is us um, this morning. Uh, just a quick reminder for this week. Uh, this week we have Connect Groups, so make sure you join one. Um, if you don't know what Connect Groups are on, you can either um, go on our website, which is Hills and Dead, or you can go on our Facebook page, which gives you uh, regular updates on what's happening in the life of the church. I uh, pray for a, a blessed week, and we'll keep you updated with for next week Sunday. So have, be blessed, have fun with your family, have fun with your friends, and we'll see you again.